stop watching porn. Everybody. Welcome to Bear With Me. This is episode one. Today's topic, porn, and why it's never a good idea to watch multiple people fornicating. <laughs> so let me just uh, lay out my motivations to you today. I've got an agenda, a very clear agenda. You need to stop watching porn. I want you to stop completely. I want you to cut it out of your life. It's bad for you. It's like it's like having a steady diet of Doritos and General Tso's chicken and a big tall glass of Mountain Dew for breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day your whole life. And then somebody preparing this lovely, beautiful meal, setting it in front of you, and you have no clue what to do with it because you've never seen it before. It's weird and gross. Your body will probably reject it. I think we're I think we're failing as a human race here. I think there's people burning in a building and nobody's willing to run in and grab them out. So what are you doing, you idiot? So that's what I'm gonna do here today. You need to know uh, when you're being an idiot for perpetuating this culture of filth. There's two sides of this porn coin that we're gonna be flipping today. One side is the spiritual ramifications, which we'll talk about later on in depth with our guest, and of course the physical ramifications. I don't think enough people know what pornography is doing to, to the body and to the mind uh, physically. Plenty of studies out there these days. Uh, go check out fightthenewdrug.com, and they reference studies that show that porn can cause major relationship problems like instability, infidelity, divorce. And you'll also start finding your spouse less attractive and yourself less in love. So you're basically training yourself to enjoy sex that no woman in her right mind would like. <laughs> Sooner or later, she's going to stop you and say, what is wrong with you? And we got a great book called uh, Your Brain on Porn by Gary Wilson. And he, he, he spells it out this way in a nutshell. During sex, your brain releases a chemical called dopamine, which is what he calls the go-get-it drug or reward signal. So porn, in a sense, is rewiring your brain to only release dopamine while watching multiple people having sex in multiple different ways. Our bodies were built for a purpose, to procreate, okay? God created me to be fruitful and multiply, to fill up the earth, okay? So he also created my brain to send me reward signals for doing what I'm called to do and making sex feel awesome. But the thing is, my brain can't differentiate from having sex with a person or having sex with thousands of people on a screen. So what happens is with pornography, in the moment, we don't think we're doing any harm to ourselves. We're just pleasing ourselves, you know, self-gratification. That's what it's all about. Meanwhile, your brain is over here thinking you're Genghis Khan storming all these villages, impregnating all the women folk. Yeah, man. Yeah, good job. You're doing a great job sending all these positive rewards your way. But what happens when you meet the right one and you start cultivating a relationship with them? You get married, and it, it works out for a while, but pretty soon, it's just not going to cut it because your brain is basically calling you a loser. Dude, what are you doing? You had 10,000 women. Why are you just localizing to one all of a sudden? I don't get it, man. 
go back and do uh, do what you were doing before. So we go back and we start looking at pornography, and you and, and that's that's why we're we're losing our marriages because they've become dissatisfied. They need more. We are degenerates, and I blame pornography, one hundred percent, wholeheartedly. So yeah, stick around. Uh, when we come back, we'll have a discussion with Pastor Paul Bogus from Faith Christian Fellowship in Buffalo, West Virginia. Patreon is a way to support artists and creators like us on a monthly basis. We make content that humors us and will hopefully humor you too. If you are not amused, become a $1 patron. If you are highly amused, become a $10 patron. If you are rolling on the floor and peeing your pants, you must become a $15 patron. You can sign up today at patreon.com slash bear and sylph. All right, our guest tonight is Pastor Paul Bogus. Uh, he's my pastor there at the uh, church in Buffalo, West Virginia, Faith Christian Fellowship. Hopefully help us shed some light on uh, some of these issues tonight. Pastor Paul, how's it going, brother? I'm doing great. I appreciate the opportunity to be able to be on here with you tonight. Mm, glad to have you, man. What's the deal with your jacket? Oh, I'm not, just, you know, it's a new thing. It's a talk show. <laughs> it's going to look good, man. It's going to look profesh. Let me, uh, let me take you through some of these stats here and just get your take on them. It says that the porn industry generates $12 billion a year in the United States. Um, porn sites receive more regular traffic than Netflix, Amazon, and Twitter combined. Whoa. Um, yeah, that's a lot of porn. Uh, 35% of internet downloads are porn related. How much? 35%. Of all internet downloads are porn. <laughs> uh, in twenty, listen to this one. In twenty sixteen alone, more than four point five billion hours of porn were watched on a, on the world's most watched porn site. Four point five billion collective hours, and that's taken from uh, Pornhub analytics. So, like, that's directly from their analytics from their site. Four point five billion hours. So we've got, I mean, it's an epidemic, really. It's a problem. It doesn't look like it's going away anytime in the foreseeable future. Right. Um, I certainly do believe that um, this is a problem. Mm. You know, I think the latest statistic, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, that's 65%, so that's 6 out of 10 men uh, in the church are watching or looking at pornography on a uh, on a very regular basis, mm. and I believe a once, at least once a month. Yeah, that's what mine says too. That's sixty-four percent Christian men and women. Fifteen percent of Christian women say that they watch porn at least once a month. So, you know, this is an issue, uh, and uh, we have to be uh, to be much more proactive mm. about this and be able to try to uh, get to the root of the issues. Mm. You know, I think I think this is. This is one of the things I think we have to really think about. What is the most powerful uh, sex organ? The what mind. The most right. It's your brain. It's, it's the brain. Okay. So this is this is an issue with our thinking. Mm-hmm. But I think the first thing that we have to realize is that um, is that this is a problem with with our heart. This is a, this is something that's going on internally. Okay. Right. It, uh, we can point our fingers at a lot of different things in our culture, but I think the first thing where we have to start at, we got to start with our own selves. We have to take responsibility for us. Okay. 
I think that we're living in a very sexualized culture, whether that is um, with our media, you know, TV, music, uh, movies, and it's almost like this has become, we're becoming more numb to it as, as we go along. Well, it's obviously bleeding into just everyday activities where, you know, ladies are dressing more immodestly, guys too. I mean, we're, we're, in, we're encouraging a culture of desensitization, I believe. I believe, yes. we're, I believe we're getting desensitized to what is actually harming us. We need more and more. We need to, to go further and further beyond what we're seeing in everyday culture because that's becoming the norm, you know? Yes, yes. And, you know, the interesting, the interesting thing, too, about it, uh, Barry, is this, is that the Bible dresses this head on. Mm. I mean, it's not like the Bible is silent about sexual immorality. I mean, we see that word mentioned throughout, uh, throughout well, we see it from, from basically from the beginning to the end here. A problem with sexual sexual issues or sexual immorality. The word sexual immorality in the in the Greek in, in the New Testament is the Greek word pornia. We mm. get the word pornography from that. Wow. That takes that takes on a lot of different things, not just you know masturbation or right. or you know it takes on many different facets of sexually perverse perversity. But it all so, like like you say, it all comes from the mind. I mean, it's just this that's is, the this root. Is, that, this is the root. The root is a heart issue. Okay. okay? Now, but, but, but the deal is, at the end of the day, we have to realize, too, Barry, is that, is that it's not just about this culture. I mean, mm -hmm. this has been something that's been going on for, for, for thousands of years. Yeah, yeah. The beginning of the okay, age. So this is not just something that's here. But I do believe that the access that we have to the Internet, uh, cell phones, yeah. oh, mobile, mobile. You're so right, yeah. dude. Being mobile oh, is, is is the thing that it's that it's fueling that. I, I don't that. I don't know how kids these days are not falling. I mean, heck, when I was a kid, I had to I had to go through a lot of trouble if I was wanting to look at something naughty, if I wanted to go look at pornography. I had to go take my laptop and take it to the kitchen where the one plug was, uh, <laughs> the internet plug, and and just sit in the kitchen and try to load in a pornography picture. And listen to make sure nobody was coming down the stairs to, to, to catch me. I mean, nowadays, though, kids are, are they, I mean, every single teenager that I know, I'm a youth pastor. They all have got cell phones. You know they've got them in their rooms at night. They're, there's no accountability there. There needs to be parents. There needs to be some accountability. That's, I think that's the key is that, number one is, I think you have to realize, if you look back at David, okay, we can look back at David, you know, King David, you know, the giant killer, right? I mean, oh, he had a problem with it, too. <laughs> so he had an issue. But at the end of the day, I believe, I don't know where exactly where that passage is. It might be 1 Samuel 11 or 2 Samuel 11. So it should be like 2 Samuel chapter 11, verse 1. So yeah, yeah. If you, wanted, yep. if you wanted to read that right there, you could read that scripture real quick. Yeah, it happened, it happened in the spring of the year at the time when kings go out to battle, that David sent Joab and his servants with him and all of Israel, and they destroyed the people of Ammon and besieged Rabbah, Rabbah, but David remained at Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. uh, I see where you're going here. So then it happened one evening that David arose from his bed and walked on the roof of the king's house, and from the roof he saw a woman bathing, and the woman was very beautiful to behold. Mm, uh-oh. We all know the story. <laughs> he goes and he has her brought to him. This is the deal. 
it says it was the year that the or it was the spring of the year when the kings go out to battle. He was he was he was a king and he wasn't going out to battle. Right. So and David lost the battle for his heart before he lost the battle for his eyes. Mm. So right. This is what it's saying is that it's a heart issue first and foremost. Okay. Number one, you are not an animal. No. Okay. You are not a buck deer. Mm. That you can't restrain yourself. Right. That you're not an animal. And this is something that you can you can win over. This is there's a there's victory for this. Now you can say, well, that's pretty easy for you to say, Pastor Paul. Right. You're forty two years old, you know, you've been married twenty years, you know, you know, you can get you know, you can you, you have a wife. Right. right. What about with me? Well, hold on a second here. If 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 the Bible says to flee sexual immorality, flee sexual immorality. Well, if if he told you to do that, then there has to be a grace, there has to be grace available for you to be able to do that. So if if God's telling you to do something, it's not because he's the ultimate killjoy. <laughs> All right? right. Well, he doesn't want you to have fun. Right. It's just there's boundaries, there's boundaries and guardrails for a reason, mm. okay, to keep you safe. He wants the best for you. Mm. So entering a life of sexual immorality, whether that would be masturbation, whether that would be looking at pornography and masturbating, that type of thing, which is what you're talking about. Yes. You can't, it's very, very rare to have one without the other. So. Right, right, right. The, the deal is, is that you cannot, that's not God's best for you. No. Okay? And we have to trust God enough to believe that there is a grace, there is grace, an empowerment, an influence to be able to to conquer this. So what do we do about it? I mean, what do we, how do we equip men to succeed? Okay. Or, and women. I mean, it's a women problem too. I mean, it's not just, how do we equip these folks? Well, I think, I think the first thing is, is understanding. There has to be an awareness, right? The enemy operates by deception. Yes. Okay. How do you defeat the lie? Truth. You defeat it. Right. And Jesus said, you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. So I think the first thing we need to, there needs to be an understanding of why, the reasons why this is not good. Every issue is a spiritual issue. Okay, first and foremost, it's a spiritual issue. So number one, we know the wage, there's a wage, there's a penalty, right? Right. Uh, again, um, we're not making this about a heaven-hell issue. Okay, mm -mm. It's not a heaven, a heaven, hell issue. Okay, that's a good this point. Is a, this is about about us walking in the destiny and purpose that God has for us. Yes, it's best, right? Right. But the but we have to watch because we can open the door up for the adversary in our life, whether that would be this sin or any sin. Right? Yeah. And 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 all of a sudden, there's these these subtle ways the enemy gains access into our life and can cause. Uh, many issues, whether that would be maybe emotional problems, whether that would be, you know, coming in and destroying relationships, anger, you know, all these different things that can lead us down the wrong roads, right? Right. So first, it's, it's, a, it's a spiritual problem, okay? It's a heart issue. We want to make sure that we're closing the door on the adversary. Um, we can look at that in a basic sense. We know whenever, uh, whenever people do these types of things, it leads to guilt. It, it leads to confusion. Right. I mean, just naturally it happens like that. And then all of a sudden, you know, of course, there's emotional things that can happen with this, right? And then also the physical part, which is what you were talking about going into the marriage. Yeah. Know, I think you need to, won't you do now something about your future? Yeah. Don't, don't go ahead and plant now, right? 
sowed, you know, Jesus, he sowed, he sowed his will in the garden to be able to reap God's will. And, and when he when he said, not my will, but your will be done, Father, he was sowing his will in order for the the will of God to come out. Right, right. right. So is it going to be easy? No, was it Jesus? It was, wasn't easy in the garden for Jesus either, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he was sowing his will, right? Right. So, so I Self, that, selflessness. Right. And, and really, what, what, is, what is the pinnacle? What are we talking about, really? It's selfishness. This is yeah. selfishness that is root. It's self-gratification. Right. So, so we have to learn that number one is is that th- these things cause problems, and I think we need an understanding of the consequences. Right. Whether that is teaching people about, you know, getting in a good in-depth teaching on sexuality, the the create the Creator God, right? Right. He has a there there is a plan, right? There's a divine design. That's sure. What I'm talking about. A divine design. And anytime we go and begin to work against the divine design, yeah, <laughs> there's problems. There's reasons that God has these things put out for us. It's for our own good. Yeah. Okay. So I think the first thing is understanding. We can't fight this thing unless we have an understanding. Right. And put it and put it in your head in the sand is not doing it. So the second thing is, I believe we need to become much more aware of what we're feeding ourselves. Right. And that's the heart thing. That's the right overflow and, and of the heart. Right, so so I think once we have an understanding, we, we're in a culture we got to guard our eyes. Job said that, right? He said, "I'm making I'm making a covenant with my eyes right. that I would not look at a woman to lust for her." Right? Wow. Mm-hmm. We understand, so we have to understand how to process. Let me say this to you too. I think this is something that people need to understand. Okay, it is this: is that just because you have a thought, it does not make it sin. Right. It's when that thought begins to be entertained. Begins to be nurtured. Yeah, very, that's where the problem. That's where the problem comes in. Right? Good point, man. True. So good point. You see, you see a beautiful girl or something. I mean, you know, that's just natural to, to yeah. notice beauty. Sure. Nothing wrong with that. That's, that's what we have been created to do. That's. And guys are very. Uh, uh, guys, guys are visually stimulated. Right. Okay. Right. That's the way God has made us. Okay. We're visually stimulated. We are we, we connect physically. Women connect emotionally, right? So it's the difference that God has made us. It's not a bad thing that we're that way. So right. we have to really go. That's why Job said, "I make a covenant with my eyes, not to look on a woman to lust for her." It's it's so it's good. about my eye, eye gates. It's about my eye gates. What I'm allowing in, right? Right. So if I'm listening to you know if I'm listening to rap music that you know that's degrading women, right? You're getting it in right? your heart. That's coming in. That's garbage in, garbage out. So, so I think the first thing we need to understand. Number two, we need to, we need our awareness. Mm. Okay, we need awareness. Okay. And I think the third thing that we need, and this is something I think we need to be able to conquer this, is is we need accountability. It's good. So we have understanding. Understanding. We have awareness. Okay. Okay, and, and then I have accountability. I think the way this is going to be conquered is in the context of community. I think that once we begin to hold each other accountable, number one, I think our we have to realize that we have to become much more vulnerable in this area. We got to allow, our, yeah, we have to allow ourselves to potentially be embarrassed, right, and not care about being embarrassed. Just to be right. real, 
I think if I think if somebody I think if somebody gets to the point where they know it's a problem or they're about to lose their marriage or kids or something, <laughs> I, I think I think they'll be okay with being a little embarrassed. And there's I, I know I know there's plenty of resource like uh, let's say like the Covenant Eyes, the site I was talking about. I know they've got resources. I'm like they'll send they'll send an email out to all your friends like so and so looked at pornography today. You need to talk to him. Or there's like fight the new drug is a is a is a, is a thing out there now that's got a lot of great resources. That's where you're seeing all these like celebrities come out against it and talk trash on porn because they're starting to realize how damaging it is. Well, I think that's what, and I think there's that's the power. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, you know, the, the group of people that's going to be watching this, of course, it could be anybody, but. You know, especially in these teenage, young mm. adult years, I think having a community of guys that you can get together with and can hold each other accountable. Now, accountability is not just calling out somebody's wrong. Right. Account- accountability is giving account of someone's ability. Sure. We ought, we ought to be able to speak into the goal of people, into the heart of people. Positive encouragement as well. To keep them, because I know for one thing, whenever I was struggling with it as a teenager, uh, uh, I I would dis I mean I was a I, w- I would disqualify myself in a heartbeat and it was the most yeah. guilt I ever felt in my life and I really never had somebody because I never really confided in anybody so I never had anybody tell just reassuring me of my position as a son and how you know I can fight this and I think once you know once you really know your identity I think it's an identity thing once you know your identity then you start seeing yourself win. Way more, like more and more, because you you understand that you weren't made for that. You were made for a higher purpose and calling, so it just has no appeal to you, right? You know. I mean, and I think that's why the scripture teaches us. I think it's in the Song of Solomon. I think it says, "Do not awaken love before it's time." Right. And you know, I think that that's why it's so key that you and that we teach people and letting people understand, especially our youth. Hey, listen, you know. We got to keep this under wraps, yeah. Know, because once it once it begins a snowballing, we got issues. So I think the first so thing true, is man. Understanding number two, there has to be this, uh, you know, uh, an awareness. Okay, what I'm taking in. A third thing I think we need is accountability. You know, that's good. And I, I, and I think the fourth thing that we need is is that we need to have, um, you know, prayer. Mm. Uh, and I think. Uh, having that truth and that understanding and fighting that good fight of faith with this, that's by standing, that's by declaring God's word over our lives and making that choice and decision not to give in to my flesh, but to walk in the Spirit. The Bible says, walk in the Spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. That's what the Bible says. Right. I'm just telling you what the Scripture, that's what I got to give you. Right. Is that, is that, you know, I mean, I don't have a bunch of jargon to give you, but I know one thing. If you and I will walk in the Spirit, which means walking in the influence of God, walking in His Word, walking in His ways, then then you will not fulfill the lust. Right. So, you know, I think those are some ways. Those are some ways that practically, you know, I think community is a big deal. I think having guys around you that are the same age or or even have some older guys to be able to help you. He listens, you know, and and like you're saying, don't, don't sit here and just down someone. This is something that need, people need to be walked through. Yeah. But it's it's a problem, Barry. Let's just be honest. It's a major... percent So that means when you walk into church on Sunday morning, okay, and you are <laughs> sitting down, okay, and if you would go around the room, around the sanctuary, whatever that is, so in our sanctuary with 275 people or whatever it would be, right, it's six out of ten guys that you're counting. One, two, three, four, five, six. 
or dealing with it. Yeah. But, you know, Barry, I want, there's a few things I want to say as as I close, you know, for the folks that's going to be watching this and, you know, certainly will be people that have interest in this because of the struggle. Uh, is, is Number one is this, is you are not, you are not the temptation that you're fighting. Right. Okay? You are going to be facing temptation. Jesus says, in this world you're going to have tribulation. You're going to have your flesh you're going to be dealing with forever. Right. But I, 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 want, I want you to know, I want, I want everybody that's watching here tonight, that you are not those desires that you're resisting. Right. You are not the desires you're resisting. That's not who you are. Jesus, number two, Jesus loves you. Okay? Even in the midst of your failures and mess-ups and mistakes, your hang-ups, your habits, He still loves you. Okay? Right. And he is, He's working and wants to work. However, he is, he is always there, but He needs your cooperation. Okay. And I think I think the thing is is that is that once you start fighting this and you start resisting, it may be it may get very difficult initially. But as you continually fight and resist, it will it will get easier. The, the battle does get a little easier because the, I mean at the beginning when you do anything, you can expect it to get worse before it gets better at times. Right. So you need to make sure that that you're fighting and resisting this. And I want you to know that Jesus loves you, and He is there, and He wants to help you. And again, I heard George M. Banoff say this, say this, and it's really stuck with me. If you are waiting for death in order to escape these types of problems mm. or to have victory, total victory over the issues like this, mm. then death is your Lord and not Jesus. Jesus has He has come to bring you and I victory. But thanks be unto God. Which always, now listen to these words, Apostle Paul said, he said, that always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. Wonderful. You can do this. And if you're struggling, find people around you that can help you, pray for you, that you can be honest with, that, that someone give an account to my ability. Right. With that, with that, you can get victory over this. You can get freedom over this. And it's, it's for your better, I promise you. It's for your better. Mm. So anyway, I, I just wanted to encourage people tonight. Well said, sir. Uh, appreciate your help tonight, man. Very much so. No, no problem. Thank you so much for having me on tonight. God yes, bless sir. you. Later, buddy. Well, there you have it, folks. There's four things there that uh, help you turn this thing around. You can do it. We believe in you. Uh, number one, have a, a better understanding just how harmful this stuff is and what it can do to you spiritually, mentally physically. Number two, having an awareness of what's taking up residence in your heart. What are you letting in? What are you letting become the overflow of your heart? Because we know that out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth is going to speak eventually. Number three, accountability. Cultivating a community of like-minded people that can, that can speak positive to you, encourage you, never discourage. Uh, having somebody that you can rely on to keep you straight and knock you on the head maybe a few times. And number four, prayer and repentance. Just keeping that communication open with you, Father. Never identifying yourself as the filth, but identifying yourself as a child, as a son or a daughter. And remember, you're not alone in this. There's plenty of resources to help you, plenty of people that love you.